Thank you for listening to the Reclaim Church podcast. We hope that this message is a blessing to your life. For more information on our church, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at ReclaimTX. Now please enjoy this message. Uh, last week we, we went over briefly the story of Joseph, but we quickly jumped into the story of Judah. And we, we all kind of came to the understanding that I'm not Joseph, right? I'm Judah. I'm not, I'm not the star. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the flawed individual who God decided to use. And um, more relatable than Joseph was Judah. Could I get some water, please, guys? And so, but I do want to jump into the story of Joseph. Now, we understand that Joseph was an individual who had a dream from the Lord. He was the son of Jacob, and he was the second to the youngest, and he was his father's favorite child was blessed with the robe of many colors, and his brothers were jealous of him because Joseph has this, has this dream. And in his dream, he dreams that his brothers and his family all bow down before him. And he basically becomes this figure of authority over his family. And that was very offensive to his older brothers, and even more so, I would think, to his father and his mother. And so now Joseph is sharing this dream with them, and, and he, they are jealous, they're upset with him, so they, we, we know the story, most of us do, he... Uh, he gets sold into slavery, and, and who knows what God is going to do then, right? How, how unfortunate for Joseph that he's trying to fulfill this dream that God gave him. And in the, in the process of trying to fulfill that, he gets betrayed and sold into slavery. Now, some of us can relate to that, amen, that we've tried to do what's right, and when we try to do what's right, you ever, you ever tried to do what's right but say something wrong, Right? Right? So Joseph is, is trying to do what's right, and, and, and the way he sets himself up is it's probably not the best way to do it. He gets everybody mad, and then he gets sold into slavery. Now we pick up the story in Genesis chapter 39. And so third, Genesis 37, we, we, Joseph is introduced. Genesis 38, we talked about Judah. And now we're in, in, verse thir- in chapter 39, and we're going to read verse 6, 6 through 18, but I want to give you a little bit more background. Now Joseph is sold into slavery, but because of God's favor over his life, he is allowed to not just be a slave, but a slave to Potiphar. Potiphar was a, a figure of authority in the land, and he was very powerful, very influential. And because of Joseph's integrity, integrity, Potiphar said, basically, you rule over everything in my, in my house. Take care of everything. It says that Potiphar didn't even really know what was in his house at that time because Joseph knew it all. So now we see that Joseph, not all, he was sold into slavery, but immediately God gives him favor to serve someone of authority so that Joseph himself could have authority. Now, Joseph is a man of integrity. He's a man of character. He's a man who's pursuing the dream that God has given him. And in the midst of that, he finds himself in the house of Potiphar. And Potiphar's wife wanted Joseph. Let's just, I guess, put it that way. She was very attracted to him. She wanted she. She wanted that relationship with Joseph. She wanted those moments with Joseph. And Joseph was refusing. So Genesis 39, 6-18 says, Now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph. Oh, no. And she said, Lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, Look, my master does not know what is, in, what is with me in the house, and he has committed all that he has to my hand. There is no one greater in this house than I, nor has... No, oh, excuse me. Nor has... He kept back anything from me but you because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? So it was as she spoke to Joseph day by day, and he did not heed her to lie with her or to be with her. But it happened about this time when Joseph went into the house to do his work, and none of the men 
of the house were inside. And she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand, and he fled and ran outside. And so it was when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and fled outside that she called to the men of her house and spoke to them, saying, See, he has brought into us a Hebrew to mock us. He came into to me to lie with me, and I cried out with a loud voice. And it happened when he heard that I lifted my voice and cried out that he left his garment with me and fled and went outside. So she kept his garment until with her until his master came home. Then she spoke to him with words like these, saying, The Hebrew servant whom you brought to us came into mo- to me to mock me. So what happened as I lifted my voice and cried out that he left his garment with me and fled outside. So here's the story. Break it down just a little bit more. Joseph is is trying to stay away from this woman. This woman gets him alone. It's always dangerous to be with a woman alone. Amen. If you're not married to her, come on. So he's in this place alone with her. She takes his garment and then she blames him and accuses him of trying to press himself on her. She blames them. She takes that information to her husband, who was Joseph's master. And we know the story. Joseph's master, although he could have killed Joseph according to the tradition of, of that day, but he decides to send him into prison. And so then the story goes on with Joseph. He goes from a slave to imprisonment. But see, Joseph had one master. And it was not Potiphar. Joseph was serving one person. Now Potiphar had favor. He gave Joseph authority. He gave Joseph all of these things. But Joseph was not interested in what Potiphar can offer because Joseph wasn't serving Potiphar. He was ultimately serving God, right? So Joseph, if you think about it, he couldn't please everyone, so he decided to please someone. Joseph couldn't please the wife, and if he tried to please the wife, he would displease Potiphar. He tried to please Potiphar, displeasing the wife. So what was Joseph's one agenda? Please God. See, we cannot please everybody. We can't say yes to everybody, to everything. Because if we do that, we're going to disappoint somebody. Amen? And we have to understand this, that when it comes to the things of God, He should be the only one that we desire to please. He is our master. Same with Joseph. So we must, if we're going to say yes to anybody, say yes to God. If you're going to say yes to anybody, say yes to God. We cannot be double-minded. Matthew 6, 24 says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. So Jesus lays it out pretty pretty obvious, right? You You can't serve two people. And I think in the time that we're living in today, everybody wants your opinion. Everybody wants to know where you stand on certain issues. Everybody wants to know, why are you speaking up too much? Why aren't you speaking up at all? My concern is not to please everyone. My concern is to please my master. And when God tells me to speak up, I'll speak up. When God tells me to say something, I'll say something. When God tells me to keep my mouth shut, I keep my mouth shut. Sometimes. Sometimes I make mistakes, you know. And I say too much. Right? I'm not alone in that one, right? So how do we do this? Joseph, Joseph says no. But Joseph doesn't just say no to Potiphar's wife. He says no to himself. 
You see in the story that he, he refused to hold bitterness against his brothers. He refused to take revenge against his brothers. He refused to take this moment of pleasure with Potiphar's wife. So it was more than just this one moment that Joseph was saying no to. In fact, he was consistently saying no to his own comfort in order to, to fulfill his purpose. Right? He was consistently saying no to his own comfort, to his own desires. And so Joseph was in this place where he was pleasing one person, not for Potiphar. Not for Potiphar. I could, we could represent this as the world. Not, I'm not doing this for people. You get in a lot of trouble when you start trying to live to please people. Now, listen, I'm not giving Christians an excuse to be jerks to everybody. Right? Well, I don't, I'm a Christian. I don't even care about what you think. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. That's not, that's not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying here is we live righteously according to the Lord. And if our righteous living offends somebody, that is none of, can't control that. But I'm not going to do what's wrong to make somebody else happy. I'm not going to do what offends God to please my family. To please my relatives, to please my friends, to please people. I'm not going to do what's wrong to please people because I have one master and it's not Potiphar. It's the Lord. So how, how could Joseph get to this place where he was able to say no? I, I'm going to point out three things today. Joseph had purpose. He had power. And he had Proximity. Now, proximity is a word I used because I had to have, find a word with a P that represented close, cl being close. Is that a good one? Proximity? That works, right? Today, write notes down. He had purpose, power, and proximity. So, number one, he, he, he was a man of purpose. Joseph had a dream, and he wasn't going to let any moment of pleasure or opportunity of bitterness to settle in his heart and cause him to miss out on his purpose. He wasn't going to let anything come in to his life that took him out of alignment with the will of his real master. He had a purpose and a dream, and he knew that if I sleep with this woman, I might have favor in her eyes, and Potiphar might never find out, but my true master sees all, and my true master gave me a purpose. And if I want to accomplish that which my master has given me to accomplish, then I have to live according to his will and not mine. I need a, I need a water break. Is this making sense this morning? He honored his purpose. It was valuable to him. So he was able to say no to the things that didn't work within his purpose. Can I, can I encourage you today not to throw away the purpose that God has given you for the sake of pleasing others or pleasing yourself? Can I encourage you today to realize that God has called you and your life is not an accident? But you have purpose. Mark 8, 36 says, For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Ultimately, 
I can't trade in my purpose for a moment of pleasure or to fit into the world. You have purpose right now, right where you're at right now. Amen? Amen. Amen. You have a purpose to be, when we talk about purpose, we often like think spirituality, and I understand that. There is greater purpose spiritually. But you husbands have a purpose to be a good husband. And you wives have a purpose to be a good wife. And you parents have a purpose to be a parent. You those who are single and not married with kids, you have purpose to be a good friend and to be a leader and to be one who brings people to Christ. You have a purpose right now. You have to understand that your life makes an impact. The reason for some of us is so easy to step into things that don't align with our purpose is because we don't value it. And we don't think we have it. And so it's almost like, well, it doesn't matter if I do this. It's not going to affect anybody. I feel like that's the greatest excuse to sin, right? Like, well, it's not hurting anybody. Yeah, it's hurting the people that you could help if you were to walk in your purpose. Right? I'm sorry if I'm a little calm today. I don't, I don't feel like getting crazy. Is that all right? I don't feel like yelling today. But we, 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 we often will indulge in these moments of pleasure because we don't see the value of our purpose. So it's easy to say yes to that relationship. And it's easy to say yes to that appointment. It's, and it's easy to say yes to that, that place to go to and, and take that drink and do that thing and, and listen to that, that music and watch those. It's easy to say yes to those when we don't see that God has purposed us to live a life greater than sin. We have to understand that God has called us. And if I want to... If I want to fulfill it, I have to understand that I have that purpose. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You're not just like this accident in the world that's like, oh, I'm here, I'm existing. God has crafted a purpose for your life. And it's not just to show up to church. It's not just to be here. But it's to build the kingdom of God, and that purpose should matter to us. It should motivate us to live right. It should motivate us to do the right thing. I can't do that. I can't say that because it's not who God called me to be. Amen? I, 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 I struggle with this because it's easy to live outside of your purpose. It really is. But I have to come to the, I, I often come to this place, and, and can I just be honest with you for a second? I don't know why I ask you guys anymore. I'm just going to start doing it. <laughs> Being a pastor is not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. You know what would be easier? Just being here in Texas. Just living life. That'd be easy. And sometimes I'm like, God, are you sure this is what you want me to do? Because I don't know if I can. And, and, but God brings me back to my purpose. That I'm called to bring people that were dead in Christ. Not by my power, but by, maybe by my introduction to his power. That my purpose is that when people come into our church, that they would feel the presence of God. That's, that's my purpose is living this life out so that 
when people come in and are broken and are hurt, that they can receive love and restoration from the Spirit. Now, I can't please everybody, and I can't make it. This is not going to be everybody's church, but that's not my goal. My purpose is to build what God has called me to build. So when I think about things that I could do that may be a little bit more enjoyable, God says, no, that's not in your purpose. And so because it's not in my purpose, I'm able to say, you know what? I'm not going to do that because it doesn't align with what God has called me to do. So I can say no to the purpose or to the things of the world because I have a purpose from God. Amen? So number one, purpose. Number two, Joseph had power. Genesis 41, 38 says, And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find such a one as this, a man in whom is the Spirit of God? Joseph didn't act alone. He didn't do all these things because he was just a good person, right? He didn't do all these things because he was a special individual, although maybe he was. But the reason he was able to do all this is because he had the Spirit of God leading his life. Joseph received God's God's wisdom, and when he walked according to God's wisdom, he received God's favor. We cannot have God's favor outside of God's will. We cannot have God's, we can't do that. We won't receive that favor. Oftentimes, we try to do our own thing and praying that God would give us favor in it. God, I know this job is not for me. I know you didn't want me to work here, but God, could you bless me with a promotion? God, I know this relationship's not good for me, but I'm already in it, so could you just make it good for me? We, we try to put God's favor over things which are not in his will, right? And, and when we're walking, the only way we can walk in power is if we're walking with the Spirit. Apart from the Spirit, there is no power. So then we wonder why we can't do what's right, but the reason is because you're trying to do what's right by yourself. We, we want willpower and routine and healthy habits, but listen, those are all good things, but you can't overcome the flesh with the flesh. Amen? To live right, we have to give full control to the Holy Spirit. My life is yours. Amen? My life belongs to you. It's only by his power that we can truly say no to the world. It's the only way. You'll never be able to fight the world on your own. It'll never happen. And and if you try, you won't won't win. But Jesus says take heart because he's overcome the world. Amen? Amen? All right, guys. All right. This is, a good, this is a good message today, right? So number one, purpose. Number two, power. And last one, proximity. That's a good one. I'm, I'm actually getting ready to close. It's going to be a short message. Omar, could you come up? Larry, could you come up? Genesis 39.9 says, There's no one greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you because you're his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? He didn't say, how can I do this against Potiphar? He didn't say, if I do this, I'll lose my position. He didn't say, if I do this, then I'll lose the favor that I have. He said, 
if I do this, I'm sinning against God. This was his main reason to say no. Not for Potiphar. Not for Potiphar. How can, if I do this, it would be a sin against God. My strongest motivation, for the most part, and I try, guys. I'm telling you, it's not easy living, trying to live for the Lord sometimes. But my strongest motivation is that I want to be close. I don't don't care if I'm a good preacher. I used to. I used to care. I used to care about those things. Now, do I work hard, hard on it? Yeah, do I study? Of course. But that's not my motivation. I, I, I would love to see God build this church and it grow and grow and grow. But that's not my main motivation to do what I do. As much as I would love to see those things happen, it's not my motivation. I would love to, to all, never worry about money and be able to provi- provide for my family in every season and have it always work out for us and, and thank God that he, he's, he's given us his favor and his blessing. But that's not my motivation. I would love to be a good person and have people look at me and say, man, that guy, he's a good guy, that guy. Man, I would love to do that. But that's not my motivation. My motivation is that I would be close to Jesus. I, I, I don't like those seasons where I feel like I'm far. I don't like those seasons where I feel like I'm distant from God. In those seasons, I get on my knees, God, what am I doing that is causing me to to distance myself from you? Because I don't want to be distant. I want to be close. I don't want to be far from God. I want to know him. More and more every single day, my motivation is that one day I'll stand before the throne of God and he will look down on me and say, well done, my good and faithful servant. That is my motivation, that I would be close to God. Why do you do what you do? Why do you do what you do? Why, why are you living your life? What is, what is the reason you get up in the morning? What is the reason you, you say, okay, I know I have purpose today. What is that reason? You want, you want to know my why? That I would be close to him. Do I want people to get saved? Oh, yes, of course. Do I want people to know God? Absolutely. Do I want to see people fulfill their destiny? Of course. That's a passion of mine. But my motivation, my why, is that I would be close to him. That I would know him deeply and intimately. That I would know the things that hurt his heart and the things that make him glad. That I I wouldn't just want people to get saved so that they can feel good, but that he would receive the reward of his sacrifice. This is my motivation. This is my why. That I would be close to my master.
It's not for Potiphar. It's not for the world. It's not that people would see me and give me favor. It's that I would know Jesus. That I would know him. Well, Pastor, why do, why do you let worship go so long? Because I just want to know him. Why, why are you praying like that? And why do, you, why do you do? Because I just want to know him. I want to be close to God. So I will say no to anything that tries to pull me from him. I'll say no to the things that maybe will give me pleasure or satisfaction in a moment, but ultimately they'll pull me from my master. I'll say no to that because I want to be close. And you know what the devil does? Let me tell you what the devil does. All right, I'm going to come down for a second. Can I come down? You know what he does? He will, you'll get rid of all the big stuff, all the big things in your life that you're like, I know this is wrong. I know I should, I'm going to get rid of all that. And then he'll give you something small. Say, just, just try this. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's not, it's not technically a sin, right? Right? Come on, you with me? It's, right? It's, does it say in the Bible that I can't do that? It's not technically a sin. But what happens when we indulge in the little, the very little things that will pull us from God, it's like a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And we think that God is walking with us. But we're actually stepping away from the closeness that we had with the Lord. Just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Then before you know it, you're in a place. Be like, God, where are you? And then we start blaming God. How could you leave me? I gave my life for you, and now you leave me by myself. No, no, no. What happened was you said yes to those little things that would bring distance between you and God. Those little things. We all struggle with those little things. Come on. I don't know what it is for you. But we all struggle with those little things, right? Oh, I'll just, I'll just catch this show real quick. It's not that bad. Oh, but it's a little thing, right? Oh, I'm just going to go hang out with her. It's not going to, it's not, no, 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 it's cool, it's cool. No, those little things, right? You husbands and wives, oh, my old high school buddy messaged me on Facebook. Let me, res- those little things. Before you know it, you're distant. You're distant. And then, when we're distant, it's easier to say yes to the world than yes to God. Can I tell you why you're battling so hard with where to find footing with everything that's happening? Can I tell you why you look around and say, I don't know who to believe? I don't know what's right and what's wrong anymore? Can I tell you why? Because you're no longer on the foundation of the Word and of the Lord. Because we bring distance to us from to, we bring distance between us and the Lord. 
Can any, anybody relate with this? We've all been there. But our why, the reason we say no to the things of the world is so that I can stay close to him. King David had, had this moment of failure. He made a decision to stay home when he shouldn't have. And he's looking out on his rooftop and he sees a woman bathing. And he's like, well, I'm just going to look. I'm not going to stare. I'm just going to look. And it goes from a look. Well, if I stare, it's not going to hurt nobody. Oh, man, I'm opening some doors. I better stop right now. My wife doesn't know. It's not a big deal. Whatever. But he looks, and then he stares. And he says, you know what? Why don't, we, why don't you call her over my place? <laughs> she, she vibes. Why, why don't, let's bring her. I don't know what he was thinking, but, but can I tell you, like, I'm going to speculate a little bit. Maybe he was like, well, I just want to talk to her. Just want to see, see how she's doing, see how everything's going. Comes to the house. He's like, well, I'm just going to sleep with her. It can't be that bad, right? Her husband's gone. He'll never know. I'm the king. I could basically make it all disappear once it happens. I'm just going to. Then he sleeps with her. She gets pregnant. And then her husband refused to sleep with her because his, his soldiers are out. So now King David is in this, in this place. The prophet comes to him, shares a story with, with King David, basically condemning what King David has done. And the prophet says, well, what, what should we do to a man like this? And King David says, we, we should punish him severely. The prophet says, this, that's you. How did he become so blind to what was right and what was wrong? Little by little. How did he be, get so far from God that he was willing to kill somebody to cover up his sin? Little by little. Now he's distant from God. And listen to his prayer. Psalm 51, 10 through 11 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. His prayer was not, could you restore my position as king? His prayer was not, could you continue give me favor, giving me favor with the people? His prayer was not, God, I made a mistake. Can you make sure my money's good? He said, don't cast me away. Because proximity was his why. Why do you do what you do? See, I can say no to the things of the world because I want to say yes to him. James 4, 4 says, Adulterous, Adulterers and adulteresses, I guess there's a female form of that. Do you not know 
that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. You can't serve two masters. We can't serve two masters. You'll either want to please God or please the world. You either want to make your family really happy or you're going to want to please God. There is no in-between. And if you put yourself in-between, then you're going to be stretched and frustrated and bitter and upset because you can't please everybody. But because you can't please everybody, you should please the one that matters. Please the one that matters. My greatest reason to say no is so I can say yes to him. I don't deserve his love. Listen, I don't deserve his love. I don't deserve his faithfulness. I don't deserve his goodness. But I love him because he first loved me. He's this... So we say no to the world. You have to say no, but how do we do that? Understanding you have purpose. Walking in the power of God and staying close to the Lord. Let that closeness be your why. Amen? Let's bow our heads and close our eyes this morning. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For more information on our church, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at ReclaimTX or check us out on our website, ReclaimChurchTX.com. Thank you for listening.